Welcome back to the Addiction Audio Podcast, where we are here for part two um, of a brilliant podcast that we've got with two French researchers who are speaking to us about drug consumption rooms. So part one was with Dr. Marie Geoffrey-Roustide, and we're delighted to be back for part two with Professor Laurence Lalanne from uh, INSERM. Welcome. Thank you for the invitation. I'm so honored. Professor Lalanne, so just just to start, we've heard um, we've heard a lot from Marie about the Cosinu study. Um, could you maybe just talk to us a little bit about your role in the project and what is what is broadly your research about? Yeah, so I was a principal investigator for drug consumption rooms, that's uh, for um, the drug consumption room implemented in Strasbourg. And so I designed the um, protocol for the research uh, for uh, the assessment of psychiatric and cognitive disorders. Uh, it, it was my position in the in the study, and I was a principal investigator on Strasbourg. That's right. Okay, brilliant. And how how was the topic of mental health um, and psychiatry analyzed within this study? Uh, yeah, we assessed some psychiatric disorder, but not all, of course, uh, by screening symptoms for, uh, you know, ADHD. It's a well-known uh, uh, disorder in uh, in USA, but it's not so known in uh, in France. And uh, for traumatic disorder, people who have um, negative events in their life and uh, for uh, depression and suicide. But um, uh, we didn't assess uh, the psychosis or personality disorder, which are so critical in addictive disorder. We have to, cho- we have to make a choice uh, when we design the protocol. Um, yeah, how, how is the data gathered around mental health? Yeah, it was interviews. It was assessing by scales and interviews. That's right. Yeah. And do you do you have uh, have any results available to discuss with us? What was the what was the outcome of um, of this study specifically related to the mental health aspects? Yeah, we have um, results about cognitive disorders, and we we analyze them uh, very recently, and we show that. Uh, um, uh, alcohol and cannabis impact negatively uh, cognition, uh, impact, uh, uh, when we say cognition, impact memories, uh, impact uh, your ability to uh, inhibit your behavior, um, like uh, you you want to take a bottle of wine, but you have something in your head uh, that says, no, you don't do it uh, because you will uh, you will go to relapse. Okay, and uh, this um, uh, system, this process, don't functionate in patients. That's the reason why they have difficulty to inhibit their behavior. So we we show in our study that people who have. Uh, alcohol abuse and who have cannabis abuse um, have difficulty to inhibit their behavior and have memory impairments. And we show that HIV and HCV infection, you know, uh, SIDA, um, AIDS, and um, 
uh, hepatitis C uh, have a, a negative impact on cognitive uh, disorder, memory and uh, impulsivity. That's the reason why we we <clears throat> think uh, we have to to more investigate this question in this uh, user because. You know, uh, people who inject drugs are, are polydrug users, and polydrug users, there is no um, investigation on polydrug use in everyday life. You know, you can just uh, investigate this question in polydrug users in a laboratory, but in drug consumption room, in their everyday life, there is no data. That's the reason why we have to investigate this question in other studies. Okay. So that's you. the main result. And from your perspective as a as a psychiatrist, why is the the conversation of mental health um, important when we think about drug consumption rooms? From your experience, do drug consumption rooms contribute to to improve mental health of people who use drugs who who frequent drug consumption rooms? Oh yes, you know, in drug consumption rooms in France, I don't know where how it functions uh, in in Vancouver or in Switzerland, but in France we have a psychiatrist in the drug consumption room, and so he, he will or she will um, investigate uh, uh, whether uh, people have a psychiatric disorder. And she will uh, implement, uh, prescribe a treatment. But in case of uh, um, complex, more complex psychiatric disorder and uh, uh, the necessity to implement a follow-up, uh, he or she will orient to another psychiatrist. And there are convention between uh, drug consumption rooms and a department of uh, psychiatric uh, disorder. Um, so department uh, of addiction medicine too, uh, to taking care of these patients who need more complex cares. So it's very important uh, to the, the the drug consumption room play an important role because they just screen people and can orient them, and they decrease um, in this way they decrease uh, the discrimination related to uh, their psychiatric disorder because they, they have difficulty to have an access to psychiatric cares, to have an access to somatic cares too. And so they orient them to, to these cares mm. and social services, that's true. And so what, was there an aspect of your study that was looking at, looking at improved outcomes based on people's ability to access a drug consumption room? Or was it just describing the diagnosis that people had? Yeah, uh, we are not, uh, I, I have no results now uh, about psychiatric disorder, so I can't uh, give you the response, but of course, um, we know that um, uh, we, the, the, the role of drug consumption room in psychiatric disorder is very important, but we have no data to quantify uh, how it might help people in the drug consumption room. So we need to 
make other studies uh, to know if um, you know you need a follow-up, a very long follow-up. We we followed people just one year, so it's not very it's not so important to uh, to to. Uh, show uh, very uh, strong results. We need to to follow them uh, two years or three years to show important results uh, uh, about uh, mental health mm -hmm. and to see uh, how they um, uh, they uh, uh, improve their um, well being. They improve uh, their access to to other cares and um, how they they are uh, taking charge. So we discussed this in part one of the podcast, but in in the UK where, where I'm based, there's a lot of criticisms of drug consumption rooms. Um, and in Canada as well, in, in, in places where there are opponents to drug consumption rooms, people say that um, these facilities may reinforce certain patterns of substance use um, and they facilitate people's access to use drugs and, and the and these sorts of things as a psychiatrist um how would you respond to, to people that say that drug consumption rooms are just facilitating drug use what, what is your response to to those criticisms but, uh, yeah opening drug consumption rooms provokes fear and shame you know um it's open a new window on a problem that concerns every family and um we prefer hi we prefer to hide this problem, of course. And so the development of such structure is a way to recognize a shameful problem and to confront people to this problem. That's the reason why it provokes fear. And it's just amazing to think that we could be contaminated by uh, the opening of structure. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you have a lot of uh, at the in the hospital you have a lot of structure. I have no uh, uh, somatic problem because I'm inside. You know, I work in psychiatric department, but I am no problem. I hope I have no problem of psychiatry. <laughs> um, so um, it's just uh, fear and shame, I think. For you, looking ahead, looking into the future, do you think that there are opportunities? to further integrate psychiatric support within drug consumption rooms? Yeah, yeah. Um, th there is a, a structure in Strasbourg, you know, um, people uh, with comorbid psychiatric and addictive disorder live often in high precariousness and uh, developing uh, new structures to house them and uh, to take care of them will be a, a very a challenge. So in Strasbourg, we developed uh, an accommodation just above the drug consumption room. It's very interesting because it's it's a home first, uh, but uh, for uh, people who have addictive disorder and who suffer from psychiatric disorder and somatic disorder. But it's for people who inject drugs as they have an access to drug consumption rooms and um they are. They have uh, their accommodation just above, and um, uh, this this uh, structure is very interesting because uh, it, it uh, uh, addresses uh, the problem that uh, home first 
don't um, take people who are in addiction, in addictive processes. And in this, um, in this accommodation, this is, this is a possibility to accept people in this situation and to care people uh, with, with uh, somatic and uh, psychiatric disorder. Of course, when uh, uh, people need more complex care, there are conventions with the hospital because uh, drug consumption room in Strasbourg, uh, like in Paris, is uh, uh, in, in the hospital. So we have a convention with many with many uh, uh, departments of uh, medicine. So it's uh, uh, very innovative because uh, it directly reduces the problem of access uh, to care for homeless people with addiction. No, definitely. Um, and I have a question around, around barriers. So I've worked in a few different drug consumption rooms. Um, I worked in Vancouver in a facility that was very low barrier. So there was no psychiatric care on site, but mm -hmm. all of the staff were able to go into an office with someone and make a referral and then they could go to an appointment down the road. And I've okay. also done research in facilities like you're speaking about, which have integrated care where there's, there's doctors and psychiatrists and housing workers, everybody on site. And one of the things that I've heard is that sometimes having a very medicalized facility can also act as a barrier and can push people away from the service because they don't necessarily feel as comfortable coming in. And some people feel a bit more comfortable going to a facility where they know that they're not going to be questioned about their mental health or about their medical needs or about their housing. Um, and how, how do you see those two different those two different types of facilities and, and the potential barriers to people accessing uh, the drug consumption room? Yes, that's true. Um, the, uh, the, the problem is to develop some integrating care, that's, that's true. And, uh, you know, here there is, um, uh, we, we go in the drug consumption rooms to uh, make prevention uh, for pregnant women, for example, for uh, uh, <clears throat> people who have... Uh, uh, social problem. We are very. We have strong um, relationship with uh, with um, drug consumption rooms. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really interesting to hear your perspective because I think, especially for for countries and cities who don't have drug consumption rooms, who are maybe looking to international context to try and see what is working to maybe bring things to bring things. Over here, me being based in the UK, we're seeing there's a lot of discussions around what type of models could work in a yeah. UK context. So it's it's really interesting to hear your um, perspective. Just finishing off the last last two questions here, um, based on your research around mental health within the drug consumption rooms, um, are there any important policy implications? Is there anything that you think policymakers should take from this research to in inform their work around drug consumption rooms and mental health? Yeah, but um, policymakers uh, were so um, invest um, so integrated in the project, and uh, they yeah they they participated to the development of the project in Strasbourg. 
Uh, it was not a problem in Strasbourg, but you know that in Paris uh, uh, it was a problem because uh, the policymakers were um, uh, in a difficulty uh, between uh, citizens and between uh, uh, the necessity to to experiment the opening of drug consumption rooms. And uh, the problem is that in France, we suffer globally now uh, uh, since COVID uh, uh, from a lack of, of investment of policymakers in psychiatry and in addiction medicine. Structures are very old. There is a lack of uh, psychiatrists and psychiatric problems are going up in the population like addictive um, disorders, and uh, we wait a lot of policymakers, and it's very urgent that we have no feedback, uh, positive feedback for that. And I hope it will change. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, and just to finish here, what is what is next for the for the Cosini study? Are there any plans to do further research? Um, yeah, how, are, are there plans to to build off this? Yeah, we have the bebops today, like. Uh, Charlie Parker. <laughs> uh, we have a, I, I coordinate uh, this study. It's a study uh, on opioid use disorder. We will um, recruit uh, 300 people on uh, the drug consumption rooms in Paris and in Strasbourg and uh, in uh, Lyon uh, on the uh, addiction medicine department. And uh, we will see whether the severity of opioid use disorders is related to the severity of other factors, social factors. Uh, Marie-Joffre Husted will investigate the social factors, precariousness, uh, employment, and so on, and uh, psychiatric disorders. And we will investigate psychosis too in this today. So depression, anxiety, traumatic disorder, psychosis, uh, insomnia, and so on. And uh, we will um, see whether the severity of globally all these factors will uh, impact the severity of opioid use disorder. And we will um, investigate whether the severity will translate in epigenetic signature. So it's it's a big project. We will uh, because uh, you know we will um, uh, uh, <clears throat> make epigenetic measure for three hundred people. So it will be. Very nice, and we are so exciting to begin in October this study, and we will have uh, a lot of data about uh, psychiatric disorder in people who inject drugs and in people who use drug consumption rooms. Okay, well, we, we, we really look forward to, to seeing that research yeah. public, published in the near future. Ah, yeah, I hope it will be. Yeah, but, you know, it will uh, be in four or five years. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Lalan, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Thank you so much. And so for everyone, if you want to hear part one, which is with Marie-Geoffrey Roustide, um, you can find that on the Addiction Audio podcast. And to okay. read um, their paper, which has just been published in the Addiction Journal, which has looked at HIV and HCV, um, you can also find that um, in the Addiction Journal. Thank you very much and see you next time. See you. Bye-bye.